0: Welcome to Podcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Podcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Practice Plan Podcast. My name is Sukhi Singh. I'm an area manager with Practice Plan. I'm joined today by Mark Topley. Hi, Mark, how are you doing? Yeah, very well. Thanks, mate Good to see you. Good to see you too. Um so before we just um fire some questions at you, Mark, I just um if you wouldn't mind just giving us a a bit of background of your experience and and um you know where you're at right now. Gosh,
0: yeah. Okay. So um I guess the best way to introduce is to say that I've got a kind of uh varied career, some would say checkered. Um uh what I am probably best known for or what people will, will most likely recognise before as I was CEO of Bridge to Aid, the charity, uh, for about seven or eight years, worked with them in East Africa, um, living and working there for about 15 years. Um, before that I was a teacher, road manager, roadie, production manager, charity startup specialist, all sorts of different things. Um, and I now run a business which is all about helping people to
1: create places where people love to come to work. Fantastic, I know, and, and I, I've known you, I've known you a little while and the, the work that you did around uh, with, with Bridge to Aid, I mean, absolutely, absolutely amazing. And um, I think some of the things that you're doing now with, with practices and businesses around CSR is equally just, um, it, it must be really quite um, rewarding
0: yeah absolutely and you know the biggest reward for me is to see the lights go on for people that have maybe you know stopped enjoying their business or knew that there was something different or you know that that pay and financial success weren't the only things that they were looking for and actually finding a way to reconnect with the purpose of their business and the foundation of their business and then build some practical ways to work that out through csr or through great leadership um yeah it's great great fun i love love what i do
1: well So I'm going to just, um, I'm going to fire into some questions for you, Mark. um, And and the first one being, so what what should a responsible business look like? Um, Well, responsible businesses primarily have
0: three pillars that they focus on so they focus on people and ethics so how do we treat the people inside the business and the ones that we that we work with and work for um so that's an important aspect so operating ethically looking to go beyond just bringing people into work and giving them a job to do but you know giving them a great culture to work within um you know developing yourself as a, as a leader so that you're you're leading strongly giving people development opportunities and then a whole host of things that go beyond that Um, As well as the ethical side of things, but how you conduct the business, how you choose to to govern and run things. So that's the first pillar. The second pillar is environment and sustainability. And for dental practices, that can be a bit of a difficult question sometimes. But what I've found is actually that there are a huge number of things that practices can do um, to cover their environmental and sustainability responsibilities, outside of the constraints of, you know, CQC and HTMO 0105 and those sorts of things they've got to do. So it's simple choices like where they get their power from, um, what their travel policy is. Um, do they encourage biodiversity? Have they got a sustainable supply chain? Do they ask questions of their suppliers? So that's the second plank, um, environment and sustainability. And then the third plank is charity and community and engaging with the community that you're a part of because I think a lot of businesses um, have lost sight of the fact that they are part of their community. The place that they operate, even if they are kind of a referral practice or a specialist practice, which might bring in patients from across a region, they're still in a town or a village, um, an area which is looking to them to be part of be a corporate citizen so how are they going to engage positively you know it goes beyond the collection tin and the occasional fundraiser for Comet relief or you know breast cancer as good as those are but actually i've seen real power in responding to that strategically so you you get you get in touch with what's important to you you make some choices about who you want to support and how and then you run out of plan and the great thing about that is the charity wins because they get better commitment from you Um, Your business wins because your profile goes up, and your your team wins because um, all the evidence shows us that that people don't just want to come to work; they want to come to work in a place which helps them to make a difference. And charity and community engagement is something that does that because people can feel proud of the business
1: they work for. Yeah, fantastic! And I know that um, obviously, like, like you've just alluded to there, that you know dental practices are such an important part of the community, aren't they? And I guess. I guess they can become quite influential in that community and how they operate as a business
0: yeah if they choose to um and th- this is the, this was the 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 line that was drawn in the pandemic for me um you know early on the the, the practices that battened up the battened down the hatches and closed their doors and then just be, became little islands uh, isolated themselves but I saw a huge number of practices, My, you know, a lot of my clients among them who used it as an opportunity to reach out and do what they could for their community. So they couldn't have their doors open and do dentistry, but they could they could engage um, particularly with the with vulnerable um, parts of their, of their, of their book um, with elderly patients. Um, they could use their influence to signpost people towards the right information. Uh, they did food drives, you know, donated PPE back in the days when we had spare PPE and all those sorts of things. So I think it's a it's a it's a choice and it's a mindset, which is you can choose to do this if that if, if that's who, who you are. And if it's not who you are, then that's fine. Um, but you're going to
1: miss the opportunity to to really benefit from it, both from from your point of view and to benefit the community. Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to ask as well. Is it? it was how how the pandemic has really had an impact on practices, and um, you know how they've started to look at things a little bit d- differently, I suppose, and how they can reach out to the community. And I suppose with with the pandemic with the pandemic and practices closing, you would have had different practices approaching it in different ways. Ie, as you said, one some that are just just closed the door and. And that was the end of it and others really you know making sure that they were looking after the community and mm-hmm. I would hope then that those practices just had a, a continuation of that sort of mindset after after we've come through it.
0: Yeah absolutely I think a number of things happened for me that, that I observed during the, during the pandemic and you know one of them was it gave people a chance to really reflect on what life was all about um, and if you look on a macro level all of those different Um, subcultures of you know the me Me too um, hashtag black lives matters you know um, you know the George Floyd murder um, uh, the environmental crisis and all the stuff that happened you know with Greta Thunberg and the blue planet all of those things kind of came together and mixed in with the pandemic the sub the subculture questions became mainstream questions and I think that's that's the difference now is that um, that, that I'm observing is pre-pandemic, people that came to me looking for CSR were very much early adopters uh, and innovators. Now it's much more mainstream because people are, are seeing actually, not only do we know that we've got to do something about this, but we need to take some action on it as well. So um, that's been the big change for me, that shift from subculture to mainstream. And um, you know, the good news is that the, that there are lots of things that people can do to respond to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely um just just going on to the next question mark um, are there any common issues you come across when working with dental practices um the the, the first one the, the the big one is that people
0: ask the what question before the why question so you, you typically very people are we, we know we want to do more about the environment or we want to connect with our community or we know we should be doing stuff so we've got a list of ideas about what we can do and that's that's great but that will only get you so far because Unless the things that you do are rooted in your values and in an understanding of why you're doing it, then it's only going to last so long. Um, You know, that's why. You know, I know what to do to to get fit and to lose weight, but what do we all do it? No, because knowing what to do is not the answer. You've got to have a a purpose and a motivation behind it. So the first thing I always do is is drill back into the why is it important? How important is it? Who are you trying to influence? And, you know, why does it matter? What's in it for your team to be part of these things? So that that's the that's the first issue that people face. And then the other one is they think that they have to suddenly be doing loads more stuff um, which is not the case at all Um, you know I would say about 80 to 85 percent of the work that I do with clients and the advice that I give clients is about changing the way that they already do certain things rather than adding new things into the pipeline so you know the choices you make about where you buy from um, how you know uh, how you do how you deal with your waste where your energy comes from That's a change in that's a decision. It's not it's not we're going to suddenly start getting electricity into the building. So but where it does add is, you know, the things like the charity and community activity, which only add value. So those are the two things I would say they what they they want. They want to start with what uh, rather than why. And they think it's loads and loads
1: of work, but it's not. Yeah. And am I right in thinking that it's got to be it's got to come from the top down in terms of the leaders of the business, in terms of them understanding those particular questions of themselves before they can, you know, really, you really sort of like get that across to across to the teams?
0: Yeah. I'd, so I always talk about them setting the tone. Um, they They've got to set the tone for the business in 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 all kinds of ways, because, um if you if you leave it to chance or you leave it to your team you end up with a hodgepodge of values and and different ways of doing things and that's just not the way that it works and so getting people to nail their colors to the mast in a positive way is is a good first step but i i often talk about the the job of the of the leadership of the business is to create the structure or the skeleton of what's going to happen it's the team's job to put the flesh on the bones and so engaging the team in the process at the right point And getting them to really feel like they're owning part of the process as well is is important as well. So you bring those two things together. Um, But you've got to you've got to kind of be far enough ahead of people to inspire them, but Mm -hmm. close enough to them in terms of the plan that they can relate to it and they can engage with it.
1: That's the sort of tension with leadership, I think. So what just just leading on from that. then, so what what do you think makes a, a good boss and how is this related to responsible business? Um. I, I think it's I think it's the 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 foundation of of a
0: responsible business is is to have good leadership at the heart because that determines how all the decisions that are made and and how you do things. Um, I think what makes a great boss. I think there are I you know my my um, my program the Great Boss Academy talks about six layers um, for a great boss. The first one is that you've got to, you've got to have a, a great inner boss so you've got to learn how to manage yourself you've got to embrace that identity as the boss because if you if you're uncomfortable about or you're not you're worried about upsetting people or you know sort of making strong statements about what you believe and what you think is important which have to be done appropriately then you're not going to be able to be a great boss because people won't be won't have something to follow so that's the first one uh, in a boss and um, the second one is you've got to set the tone so that's all around designing the culture that you want you want um, and setting the example being true to that then you've got to connect so up until now it's all the internal stuff it's all me and what I believe as a leader now we're going to join that to the team through connection which, which is about communication yes it's so it's about the sort of stuff that we we do day to day but it's how we talk to people and what we talk to people about so making sure that in that connection we're continually reminding people about what's important for the business, which leads to greater commercial success because people pull in the right direction because they know where they're trying to get to. But you also end up with a stronger culture because people know what's expected them of, on a day to day basis and how they add value. The, the next aspect is team leadership, um, and that's about setting up a team for success. Uh, the next one is individual leadership, which is all about the, the kind of um, engagement skills, you know, emotional intelligence, that stuff about working one to one with people and getting the best out of individuals because everybody's different and everybody needs a slightly different approach. And then the final layer is running a responsible business because that kind of caps it off for me that if you've got all those core elements built in, but you're not taking it to the next level. um, then you are just you're just an island um, but you as businesses we have a responsibility and an, and an opportunity to make a positive contribution to society and towards the
1: efforts to sort of push back on climate change so those are the six areas for me i suppose as well um just just thinking about that mark you know um, me speaking to to the dental practice and the business owners that i've been working with over the over and through the pandemic is about motivation for your team, isn't it, as well? And you know, how that has dipped a little bit, I would think, you know, certainly for some of the conversations I've had. So some of the things you've just spoken about there, how that could really start to re-engage the teams and and get them motivated again to do things a little bit differently possibly, but moreover, just to really start to move forward and deliver a vision for the practice all as all as one. And I'm guessing that's how your um your good boss academy can really sort of support them with that. Is that would that be right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: So it- one of, the, one of the things that we do around creating, you know, um, the, the mission, the mission of the business uh, is, is to do that, because I think I, I don't know about you, but but people want to be in, feel like they're involved in a story. They want to feel like they're, they're not just going to work and doing a job, but actually there's a there's a part that they play. There's a place they're trying to get to as a business and there's things that they do along the way. And so creating that, it's what I, the, the all the stuff around that is what I call my creed, which is one of the, one of the things that I do for practices. And it's probably one of my favourite things that I do because you see people switch on to this is the story that we're part of. And it's like it's like when you know you can imagine what it's like, um, you know, the great the greatest example and apologies to any non rugby fans here or any non sports people. But the greatest example of this is, is the New Zealand All Blacks. Who, you know most successful team franchise in history bar none across and all, across all sports over decades and decades. And you, you know that people that are going into that know that they're buying that they are becoming part of something very special. Um, they they know what's expected of them. There's a culture that that they're going to be part of. They're going to contribute to, and uh, they know that there's there's going to be strong leadership around them that's going to support them. They know they're going to be developed, but they embrace that identity. And I think we we can in a lot of ways do that with dental practices if we take the time um, to really drill down into what's important for us. And then frame it in a way that people can understand and and relate to. So, you know, you're becoming part of us. You know, you're becoming part of something which we're trying to achieve, which is going to help people,
1: and which is going to make a difference in the community. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Just just finally, then, Mark, just uh, the the last question here. Uh, So what advice can you offer to dental practices to start implementing improvements to their business and workplace? Oh, gosh, that's a broad one. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you start? Everything, everything,
0: um, everything rises or falls on leadership. Um, you know, John Maxwell said that, and you know, I think it's absolutely true. If you've got great leadership, if you've got a great boss in the business, everything's going to move in the right direction. If, if you're struggling as a leader, if you're struggling to, you know, to, to keep your head afloat, then you're you're, you're going to put a lid on on your business. So I would always start with asking the question of, you know, how good a boss am I? How am I doing? How can I do better? Um, and not use that as a stick to beat yourself up with, but you know talk to yourself like a, a coach would, okay, well, you've done some good things, you know, maybe there's some areas you can improve in. So what's the next step? So don't get overwhelmed with, I've got to have this huge plan about how I'm going to improve my business and get things going, but start with the next thing that you can you can possibly do. I've got a free tool that helps people with that. Um, if you get a great bosscom um, and hit the scorecard link there, it'll take you to a thirty question. Uh, scorecard which will give you an idea about how you're currently doing as a boss um and some practical advice on on how to get started and i think that for me in uh, where we are at the moment you know kind of in in this part of 2022 i think leadership is the key because we've got all those needs of coming out of the pandemic we need empathy we need um understanding for the for, for our people that are now going thank goodness for that but you know now we've got energy prices and we've got these price rises and all that sort of stuff we've got to have somebody really strong at the helm who's going to be able to support and and, and help people but also lead with authority to take the business forward um it's a great quote from one of my clients well she put it up in a in an SLT meeting um uh, a few weeks ago and um, the job of leadership is not to make today more comfortable but to make the future possible and um that's who we are when we're great bosses. We're not just about making it bearable and possible and comfortable now. We're about pointing
1: to the future and, and
0: leading people in that direction.
1: That's absolutely brilliant, Mark. And um, yeah, really quite, um, for me, just listening to that, really quite inspiring. So uh, thanks for everything today. It's been a, it's been a joy um, speaking to you. I hope everybody's enjoyed that. And um, that's it, I guess. So thank you, Mark. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening.